Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. Welcome to On the Ball with Rick Buecher. Here's your host. Let's send it over to Rick Buecher. Rick Buecher. This is On the Ball on the United Wecast Network, and I am Rick Buecher. You can see me on FS1, hear me on Fox Sports Radio, and you can read me on the Fox Sports app, also at foxsports.com. You can also follow me on both Twitter and Instagram at Rick Buecher. I'm a lot of places, but there's only one place you can hear me talking about story angles and perspectives that you are not likely to find anywhere else, primarily but not exclusively involving the NBA, and that is here. This was a hard one. It's a hard one because it deals with a difficult subject, a subject that deserves serious attention, a subject that should not be treated lightly or confused with other issues or concerns, and yet confusion reigns all over this subject. I'm referring to the latest in the saga involving Ben Simmons and the Philadelphia 76ers, which is that mental health issues are a factor in his reluctance to play or participate with the team. ESPN is reporting that the Sixers have offered their help in dealing with those issues, but that Simmons has refused their assistance, working instead with mental health professionals through the Players Association. To what degree, no one quite knows. Indications are that the 76ers are having a hard time with all that, with how Simmons is handling this, and they aren't alone. So am I. It isn't that I don't believe him as much as I want to believe him, and he's not giving me or anyone else reason to do that, and that's not healthy for anyone. It's striking that Another athlete currently associated with a Philadelphia team, offensive lineman Lane Johnson of the Eagles, just did an interview with Fox reporter Jay Glazer about the depression that prompted him to leave the team. He talked about the physical issues that tormented him, the fear of telling anyone his state of mind, and how the solution was to talk to someone about it. And that could very well be going on with Simmons, all of that. But here's the one distinction. Johnson's issue wasn't with anyone other than himself. The Philadelphia Eagles didn't cause his depression. Comments by teammates didn't cause it. It was, as they say, an inside job. If that's what is going on with Simmons, then everyone involved, his representatives, the Sixers, and Simmons himself, 
have done a really good job of confusing the issue and making it about something else, which is a massive detriment to the subject of mental health, its causes, and its repercussions. As someone with two teenage kids, one of whom just went off to college, I'm well aware of how much mental health has been an overlooked issue in our society and that the impact of the pandemic and restricted socialization because of it has created a level of stress I certainly didn't experience at their age. My kids have weathered it remarkably well, but I'm aware of a whole host of kids in the same age range that are clearly struggling because of it. In my single days, I once shared a house with a friend who suffered from manic depression. I know how devastating and easily misunderstood it can be. What I came to understand then is that depression and anxiety are independent of a person's circumstances. It doesn't take a disappointing set of events to cause someone to spiral. It doesn't take anything more than the person's perception of circumstances, good, bad, or otherwise. That's where the confusion comes in concerning Simmons. Start with the timing. The prologue to where we are now was all about results, disappointing ones, and Simmons being blamed for them. As of last summer, there were no indications that his unpreparedness to play was a factor. Only his desire not to play for the Philadelphia 76ers after they were upset in the second round of the playoffs by the Atlanta Hawks and Simmons' lack of aggressiveness on offense, which was blamed by teammate Joel Embiid, followed by coach Doc Rivers fumbling a question about whether he thought he could win with Simmons as his point guard. Rivers actually didn't need to say anything because he demonstrated that lack of faith and how he used Simmons in the series, handing off much of the playmaking duties to Embiid, Seth Curry, and Tobias Harris. If mental health was a factor in Simmons' timidity, that would have been a good time to bring it up, or at any point prior to last summer, and indicating for the first time that he no longer wanted to be part of the organization. Because his puzzling reluctance to attempt to score or expand his shooting range has been an issue for years now. It would make all the sense in the world that something psychological might be a contributing cause. I find it entirely plausible that losing to the Hawks was a tipping point as well. I believe wholeheartedly in all of that, and I would want nothing more than Simmons to find a way to address those issues and make good on his tremendous potential to become the best version of himself, whatever that might look like. But for that to happen, the first thing that has to be made clear is that this doesn't have anything to do with the Philadelphia 76ers and his relationship with them as far as his inability to play. It has to do strictly with how Ben and Simmons feels about himself. Anybody who has dealt with mental issues could certainly relate and sympathize. That's what DeMar DeRozan and Kevin Love did. Thanks to their outspokenness, they made it clear that being an NBA player or making lots of money or having celebrity doesn't prevent someone from being miserable or feeling hopeless. By their example, as well as Lane Johnson's, I would hope that Simmons would see that acknowledging depression or anxiety is the first step toward treating them. All those men made it clear that their bouts of depression and anxiety 
were not produced by specific circumstances, but by their states of mind. I'd like to think their openness produced positive gains for seeing the issue in a different light because they shared them without any ulterior motives in sight. They weren't looking to get traded or avoid being traded or be compensated in any way. They simply acknowledged that at times their state of mind took them to dark places, places of despair, places that made it impossible to do their job. There's still a healthy belief in our society that admitting to mental struggles is simply an excuse for not being tough enough to face adversity. They made it clear that adversity wasn't what they were dealing with, other than the challenge of battling their own ill thoughts. That's not where Simmons' discord with the 76ers started, and it's not where it stands now. The 76ers, by all indications, want to help. Help that he has refused. Considering how much the team has invested in him, how much they would benefit from him overcoming whatever issues he may have, I can't imagine them not being supportive if he had identified his mental state as the reason that he can't play right from the start. But that's not what we heard through reports from his representatives. We didn't hear that he didn't want to or didn't feel capable of playing. We heard that he didn't want to play for them. That doesn't strike me as a mental health issue as much as an issue of acrimony or resentment. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mental health wasn't raised as an issue publicly until the Sixers began fining him and withholding his salary for remaining away from the team. This entire topic... Simmons' state of mind would be seen in a far different light if instead of the months of talk about where Simmons might play next and where he desired to play next had been about his ability to play at all because of what he was going through. But that's not what we've gotten or are getting from Simmons and his representatives. Neither we nor the 76ers apparently are getting anything. Now He's under no obligation to go public with exactly what his issues are, but I'd like to think any employer who is paying an employee who can't perform their duties has a right to know, at the very least, what measures the employee is taking to address address the, the reason they can't do their job. It's not a matter of divulging what he's suffering from, but what he's doing to alleviate it. Based on the reports, the 76ers have asked, and have been given no answers. I'm struggling with the nature of the reports themselves and that they lack any sort of detail or explanation. Mental health is being thrown around as a catch-all phrase, open to whatever interpretation anyone would like to apply to it for whatever suits their purpose. I felt the same way when Naomi Osaka complained that talking to reporters was negatively affecting her mental health. In what way? What could be done different? 
I've long held that the only path to finding a solution for anything is in identifying the problem. Simply saying, this doesn't work for me, is fine, but that's not an issue of mental health. Without elaboration, that's an issue of personal choice. Lack of clarity with anything invites skepticism. Skepticism that was already something that those looking for mental health to be taken seriously had to combat. It may not be right or even fair, but it's reality. Those looking to defend Simmons' lack of cooperation are suggesting that it's a result of him not trusting the organization. Yet he is in Philadelphia, utilizing their facilities and working out with their coaches. It doesn't add up. If I didn't trust that an organization had my best interests at heart, I don't know that I would be interacting with any part of that organization. If I couldn't do my job to its fullest capacity, I'd like to think I would be focused solely on finding a remedy. That's what Lane Johnson did in going home and confiding in those close to him. If I knew one of my kids was struggling with their schoolwork or their participation in athletics because of their mental health, I'd either pull them out of school to address those issues or come up with a plan with their teachers and coaches to do so in conjunction with their continued participation. I understand the reluctance not to let anyone know your problems, to work them out on your own, to not suffer that vulnerability. I've been guilty of that myself. But I also know that it's not the answer, nor is it fair to those around me. In the hypothetical case of my kids, I'd certainly feel obligated to let the school know the reason for their absence and what measures were being taken, especially if I felt not involving the school was vital to finding a solution. Why? Because it's the right thing to do. Continuing to show up and work out in some capacity, of course, eliminates any recourse for the Sixers to withhold Simmons' salary which gives the impression that this is a matter, at least in part, of getting paid rather than finding a solution. Could he ostensibly do both? Sure. But to facilitate that, it would make sense to explain how the organization could best do that. Again, that doesn't seem to be happening. The current climate in our country as a whole has created a course insisting that Individual rights mean the freedom to do whatever we feel best suits us as individuals. It is a wholly selfish view that undermines what is necessary for our society as a whole to flourish and be healthy. Whatever Simmons is dealing with, it's not unique. The complaint, you don't know what he's going through, is correct, but it's not a defense, nor is it reason not to ask. Is Simmons a danger? either to himself or potentially others? It sounds extreme, but who knows? I can assure you that an individual's mental health can certainly pose one or the other or both. I know this. We would all be better off if we understood exactly what was going on with Simmons, what his issues with the Sixers are, what his state of mind is not just as fans of basketball, but as human beings. Because there's a fair chance that someone out there could probably relate to whatever it is. Speaking from personal experience, finding someone who can relate to what I'm going through has not only provided relief, but answers to whatever my problems might be. There's an old saying, 
We're only as sick as our secrets. The first step for me in combating a problem has always been to share with someone exactly what the problem is or what I think it is. If Simmons has done that, it would be a relief to know. And if he hasn't, then he isn't helping anyone, including himself. I don't have answers for Simmons or for anybody else. The aspect of this story that bothers me the most is that it started with a disenchantment between a player and a team, and now it has turned into a referendum on mental health and how it should be treated. And I don't know where we got from one to the other, but they are two subjects that should be kept separate. All right. That does it for this episode of On the Ball on the United WeCast Network. Please rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And while I can't think of what I'm going to possibly talk about in the next episode, I certainly hope that it is a happier and more basketball-related subject than the one I just did. In the meantime, as always... Thanks for listening. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.